0: Virtual Couch.
1: some dope, thought-provoking content as Leticia unpacks and breaks down some of today's hottest, intriguing and most salacious topics in and out of the headlines while she teaches you how to transform and take your life to the next level to live your best life authentically and out loud. She's fine. And her virtual couch is oh so comfortable, y'all. Now, let's get enlightened, empowered, and inspired with our West Coast beauty, Leticia. On Leticia's Virtual Couch. Now, have a seat, get cozy, and let's listen in.
2: provided on this platform is for informational purposes only. If you ever find yourself becoming triggered, please refrain from listening. If you ever feel like you want to hurt yourself or hurt someone else, please dial 911 or report to your nearest emergency room. Thank you. Hello, my lovely people, and welcome to Leticia's Ritual Couch. You have entered another episode in my self-care series, and today we are talking about brain health. Yes, you are getting older, we're all getting older, and our brains are getting older as well. And as you know, a part of my health care series, I try to give you things to take your life to the next level. And just so you can incorporate some things into your daily living, Um, So you can thrive, not just survive, but thrive. I want you to thrive out here, okay? There's a difference. Surviving is just when you are sometimes living from pillar to post. And that's almost like a deficit mindset. But when you're thriving, you are taking life by the horns and you're living it to your best ability, okay? So... As you know, as we age, again, our brains are getting older too, just like our bodies, but sometimes we don't take care of our brains. I don't know why (laughs) a lot of us think that our mental health is not a priority. It is because you can have a healthy body, but if you don't have a healthy mind, it doesn't mean anything, right? Sally, when it comes to to our health, like again, mental health is put on the back burner. So I wanted to give you some tools um, to keep your brain healthy, your cognitive function healthy as we age. And these are some pillars, um, which are foundations of our health and well-being. Um, and cognitive decline is not ined- um, inevitable as many things. Sometimes people think that, oh, my brain is going to get old anyway, so I don't I can't do anything about it okay but you can okay and so I wanted to dedicate this episode to let you know that you can and there's some things that you're probably already doing but let's go over them anyway okay these are things we can incorporate again to keep our brain sharp and in shape I was literally having a discussion today with one of my aunts and my aunts are like my sister so we talk about everything and uh she, we were talking about retirement, and uh, I was like, When are you going to retire? Because she, I wouldn't say a workaholic, but she's always been one in the family that was, um, um I would just say she's a boss, period. And uh, I was like, When are you going to retire and just enjoy life? And she was like, You know what? I think I'm going to do it in two years. And I'm like, Really? And so the next thing I was like, um, so what are you going to do, you know, to keep active because you're so used to working? What are you going to do? And she told me some things not to put her business out. But I was like, oh, my God, that's such a great idea because um, our brains, you know, if you don't use it, you lose it. So I think we still have to keep our brains active. And I just wanted to know what, what, you know, she was going to do. And she does have a plan. So kudos to her. One thing about brain health, if you work at it, you can make a difference in your brain health at whatever your age is. There are many things that you can do. Now, all are related to pillars of brain health defined by research conducted by AARP. you guys know what AARP is. I haven't gotten those magazines just yet. I I was told that you get those magazines started at 50. (laughs) Um, I'm not that old yet, but Um, I know that uh, once those magazines uh, come from what I've been told, reality sets in, right? So they were created. It was conducted by um, AARP and created, um, who created, I'm sorry, the Global Council on Brain Health, the GCBH, which consists of 94 experts presenting or representing, if you will, 23 countries and 80 universities are research organizations. Now their goal is to keep researching in order to um, find accurate information that people can apply in their daily lives. They discovered in their findings um, that there was little justification for the billions of dollars people spend on supplements claiming to boost brain function. So, I guess um, some people in the pharmaceutical department is probably not going to like this, right? Because they want us to spend all of our money on drugs. There's things that you can do for free that can keep your brain sharp and healthy. So... We can actively do things to slow down aging of the brain. And one of those, and some of these you will hear, they're kind of redundant because I've had self-care series on some of these things. And that is movement. Physical exercise. Yes, get moving. Keep on moving. Walking, dancing, swimming, playing tennis, racquetball, pickleball, hiking. You get it. Bicycling, golfing, even cleaning the house, people. Yes, gardening. These are all things that you can do that can, that constitute as being active. All are good as long as you are getting out of that chair and having some fun with it. Because, you know, sometimes we think that exercising, those things are are not really fun. And for some people it isn't. And so that's why I um, wanted to give you a list of um, various things that you can do because exercise isn't fun for everybody, but you can get it um, outside of going to the gym, okay? People who exercise regularly have a lower risk of developing Alzheimer's disease. Exercise improves blood flow and memory. It stimulates chemical changes in the brain that enhances learning mood and thinking. Yes. Let's talk about relax. This is one of my favorite pastimes. I also have an episode on sleeping and taking naps. See, I've been giving you these things already, people. Okay. Sleep enough and avoid stress. Okay. Now, this pillar is probably the hardest one to accomplish. (laughs) Not for all of us because my sleeping is, is is superb. I've always slept really good. I know how to get that in. And it's so funny. I think I've said this before in previous episodes that somehow my body is wired to where if I don't get enough sleep, it's just going to shut down anyway. So it's going to get its sleep. I don't know how people can be up for months at a time. I, I know that it's like prison. My body, it just doesn't allow me to do that. I will literally fall out. <laughs> So glad that my body is wired that way. Now, life is continually throwing curveballs at um at us via stress linked with work. You know, if you have kids, kids, finances, illnesses, divorces, marriages, all that stuff. Because stress doesn't always have to be negative too. So that's why I wanted to um, add that. And it's not easy to find ways to cope with stress for a lot of people. For example, try to avoid too much excitement such as TV phone, social media, before bed. I think I've said this before too. I just don't understand how people can have TVs in their bedroom because I just, no, not not for me. Sleep more, learn some relaxing techniques, ask help if needed. So if you want to know how to relax, hey, listen to this podcast as well. I have a whole episode on sleeping and taking naps. So you may wanna listen to that because you know why? Sleeping energizes us. It improves our mood, and our immune system and may reduce buildup in the brain of an abnormal protein called beta amyloid plaque, which is associated with Alzheimer's disease. So guess what? If you don't sleep enough, you are more prone to get Alzheimer's disease, especially if you have a genetic predisposition to get it. Okay. Practicing meditation, prayer, managing stress may help fend off age-related decline in the brain. So yes, stay positive and relax people. Take vacations as often as you need them. If you know me, you know I'm a traveler. When I need a reset, I pick up and go. Thank God I can afford and I'm, you know, I can do that because I know that's not everybody's thing, but you can you can travel in other ways. You know, you can take a staycation, you can read books, and we'll get into that a little later too. Nourish. Eating well, eating a well balanced diet is also key for keeping an active brain and having a lot of varieties and colors and taste. Your food should be colorful, meaning the different and various vegetables, okay? You want to incorporate some healthy vegetables in your diet and fruit, okay? Learn how to cook, yes, I love to cook, and I'm not just saying that like some people want to claim. <laughs> I really love to cook. It's really um um a pastime for me, it's a stress reliever for me, and I've always done it i'm I'm a great baker and I'm a great cook, and I've always been that way and not only that it's uh cost effective as well, okay, so that helps with the brain too when you're not having to stress over those bills, <laughs> okay or eating out all the time. And uh, you are what you eat. As you grow older, your brain is exposed to more harmful stress due to lifestyle and environmental factors resulting in a process called oxidation, which damages the brain cells. Yes, rust on handlebars, these are an example of what oxidation may look like outside of the brain on um, on various objects. So take a look at rust on handlebars of a bike, or a partially eating apple. Have you ever been into an apple and you left it out and it just turns brown right away? That's the process of oxidation. So think about that happening in your brain, okay? That's occurring too. So we definitely wanna incorporate some good minerals and vitamins via healthy foods and vegetables, okay? Grains, all that good stuff. And that's not to say not to have fun, right? Because I'm a foodie. (laughs) I love to eat. I love to travel to places that are known for great food. Um, But everything is in moderation, okay? Food rich in antioxidants can help fend off harmful effects of oxidation in your brain. So some of those would have good um, antioxidants. Of course, you know, your blueberries and things of that sort. And uh, what else? Grapefruits. um, Anything with vitamin C. And uh, yeah, so you wanna um, incorporate some things like that in, into your diet, okay? Discover. Yes, discover. Remember uh, before I said when you use it, when you don't use it, rather, you lose it. Mental exercise is just as critical as physical exercise in keeping your brain fit and healthy and sharp. Mental exercises may improve your brain functioning and promote new brain cell growth. Did you know that you can grow new brain cells? Yes, because if you're learning, you can do that. Decreasing your likelihood of developing dementia, like muscle, okay, it's like building muscle. You have to use your brain or you lose it. Continue learning, take some classes, you know, think about solutions, processes, crossword puzzles, things of that sort. You are never too old to practice and learn something new go on a trip. Yes. Traveling does it for me because you are immersing yourself, immersing yourself rather into a new culture. Um, and I'm always making sure I'm taking excursions where I'm learning the history of a place and different, um, you know, visiting and looking at different artifacts and things of that sort. So my travel, is also very educational, it, it is. And I'm, I'm a person that loves to learn too. So for me, it's not so hard. Um, I'm, I'm an avid learner, I've always been. I said if I could be a professional student, I would. <laughs> if I could be a professional college student, I swear I would, I would. And some of my friends laugh about that with me because they know I've always been like a nerd. Um, Learning a new new language, you know, that may sound very difficult, but you can, you know, Uh, I'm not fluent, fluent, but I know a little Spanish. I know a little French and um, a little Japanese, actually. Okay, so that's something about me in, in the language department. Work your brain every day. You should be doing something every day now. This is some advice that I found in this article, but I would say you definitely want to rest your brain too, as as I alluded to uh, before, but you kind of want to be doing something every day to kind of keep it active, but you also want to incorporate rest. So again, everything in moderation. Again, reading books, writing are also fun ways to exercise that brain and keep it healthy, which are some of my favorite things to do as an author. And I love to read as well. You want to connect, socialize, and you can do that by traveling. You can do that by traveling. You can do that by going to the gym and all that. So some of these can overlap, okay? Socialize, um, leading an active social life can predict um, protect, not predict, protect you against memory loss. Okay. Spending time with others, engaging and stimulating conversations, which is, I love to do. I love that. I have great friends and, uh, who loves to talk. Um, and I don't love always, I don't always love to talk of course, but, uh, you have some people who literally, and that's no fault of there. Some people just don't like to talk. And especially if you do it for a living like me, um, as a therapist, I talk all the time and people would not realize that I let my phone go to um, ignore. I ignore messages a lot of the times and my friends will tell you that. Like, I just don't feel like talking sometimes. Uh, a lot of the times, actually, because I do it for a living. Um, but stimulating conversations when I do have them, you know, I make them worthwhile, you know, because I have friends and we talk about um some deep things what's going on in the world relationships love i mean cooking politics and all of that in i've always had a very versed um uh, i would say palette Of of thinking, (laughs) I know when we say palate, we always think of eating or whatever in our taste buds or whatever. But I can um, I'm very versed in a lot of topics, and I can honestly say I'm grateful for that. Um, And traveling a lot of times that does, and just being in school and also serving as a professor, where you have to learn because in order to teach other people, I have to stay I have to stay in the know as well. Okay, studies show. That those with the most social interaction in their community experience the slowest rate of memory decline. Yes. So the more social you are, stop isolating and get out and get active and talk to people. Stay in contact with your friends, neighbors, family. If they're not toxic, (laughs) y'all. Talk to them. Help them. Teach them a new skill. Learn from them. Volunteer. Laugh. Play with your children, your grandchildren, et cetera. Just be active and get out there and explore other people, okay? Now, let's talk about medical health. Control your medical risk. Hypertension, diabetes, obesity, depression, head trauma, high cholesterol, and smoking all increase the risk of dementia. Yeah, so those are toxins within our body too, okay? So some of the things like like I alluded to, smoking. Please don't smoke if you smoke. Please don't. I don't know how people still do it. Um, I can't stand being around people who smoke because it gets in your clothes and hair. But anyway, you can control and reduce these risks. Like I said, get your annual checkups, follow your doctor's recommendations and take medications as prescribed. And I say that I want to say that again, because some of you out there and I get it. You don't want to take medicines, but sometimes you just have to. Okay. do not. Forgo taking medicines if you think you need to, okay? Of course, there are things that we can do organically through fruits and vegetables and all all of those things. But if you need to take medication of some sort, please don't suffer and um, not take medication. It doesn't make you weak because you're not taking medication. And that I really want to drive that home, especially when it comes to mental health. OK, do not suffer in silence and do um, and not take medication if you feel like you need to. OK, it doesn't make you a weak person at all. It uh, makes you a person that is in tuned with their body and want to live a very healthy, stress-free life, okay? Get engaged in a brain-healthy lifestyle for your body and your mind, okay? So what works best for you? It depends on you. So I hope These things actually help you um, to discover some ways to make your brain healthy, you know, dancing, exercising, like again, swimming, getting to know people, traveling, reading books. There's a host of things that you can do. Eating right. Of course, when I said eating right, I even oh I didn't say it, but you want to make sure you're drinking a lot of water, stay hydrated because whether you know it or not, but our brain needs water. It needs water. Our bodies are comprised of um a high content of water. It just does. And so when we are depleted of that, things kind of slow down, including our brain. Have you ever been thirsty and you just feel groggy um and so that's letting you know right there you need water have you ever been sleepy and you feel groggy yes have you ever had cabin fever and cabin fever if you don't know what that is is when you're at home and you just haven't been out and you just don't feel like yourself and as soon as you get out even if you go to the grocery store you just feel alive so it lets you know that these things are very important to our overall brain health okay so yeah I hope this is good um you know that you got something out of it, and I hope you can share with other people as well. That's the whole purpose of my self care series and overall podcast in general. But I like to take some time and hone on some things to help you um, incorporate some things in your everyday
0: life. So, with that said, take care and be well. You know that certain daily habits can damage your brain, and we aren't just talking about affecting your mental well being these habits are actually closely linked to causing damage to your brain itself. This is important because damaged brain tissue can make you more susceptible to developing illnesses, such as dementia and Alzheimer's disease, which stem from cognitive decline. Therefore, becoming aware of some of these habits may help you reduce the risk of damaging your brain early on. So with that said, here are nine harmful habits that can damage your brain. Before we begin, we would like to mention that this video is created for educational purposes only and is not intended to substitute a medical or professional diagnosis. If you suspect you experience cognitive decline or any health conditions in general, we highly advise you seek help from a qualified health professional. Number one, staying in the dark too much. Do you often stare into absolute darkness, hoping that you'll fall asleep, but can't? Do you love staying in the dark even during daytime? Not getting enough natural light may make you depressed and that can have a negative impact on your brain. Sunlight helps keep your brain working well. Without it, your brain doesn't know when or how to release the sweet, sweet melatonin. So ironically, staying in the dark for too long will eventually leave you sleep deprived. Number two, consuming too much negative news. Did you know that the media you consume every day can impact your emotions, thinking, and behavior? According to psychotherapist Annie Miller, it can be damaging to constantly read about the news because constant exposure to negative information can impact your brain. The overconsumption of negative news can trigger your fight or flight response, which can take a toll on your physical, emotional, and mental health. Number three, blasting headphones. Did you know that listening to music a little too loud could be bad for your brain? While using headphones to listen to music can be convenient and relaxing, blasting music to your ears for a long period of time can actually do more harm than good for your brain. Experts have agreed that loud music may lead to hearing loss, which could cause memory impairments down the line. Number four, social isolation. Do you always avoid social events or gatherings? The impact of social isolation can actually be pretty shocking. Other than the commonly known mental health effects of social isolation, such as depression, there are also potential negative effects on the brain itself. According to a 2012 study from The Ohio State University, chronic social stress, such as social isolation, causes stress responses in the brain that can make you more susceptible to strokes. Number five, too much screen time. Do you spend a lot of time on the internet or social media? Too much screen time can not only damage your mental health, but it can damage both gray and white matter in several key areas of the brain, such as the frontal lobe, where processing and higher order thinking occurs. While it would be almost impossible to go without technology or social media completely in today's day and age, it's important to be conscious of and moderate the amount of time you spend in front of a screen. Number six, consuming too much sugar. Are you the type to crave candy bars, cupcakes, or soda after a long day? This may be because craving sugar is one of your brain's ways of responding to stress, but it's important to be aware of just how much sugar you're consuming, because according to PharmaWeb, Taking in too much sugar may lead to an imbalance of nutrients in the body, which could further extend to malnourishment in the brain. Number seven, skipping breakfast. How often do you skip breakfast? Whether it's waking up in a frenzy or not feeling hungry early in the morning, taking a pass on breakfast may sound appealing. However, according to PharmaWeb, it's another practice that can lead to malnourishment in your brain. Think about it. When you were asleep, your body went approximately eight hours without food, So, in order to function at your best throughout the day, it's crucial to replenish all the energy and nutrition lost at night. Number eight, you're barely moving. How often do you exercise? Whether it's taking a swim in the pool or going for a quick jog in the morning, doing exercise can greatly improve your brain function. According to Brock Armstrong from The Scientific American, exercise helps oxygenate your brain and release growth-promoting hormones. So depriving yourself of these exercise-induced benefits could stunt brain development, and over time, negatively affect your overall well-being. And number nine, poor sleeping habits. Do you sleep enough or too much? The number of hours you sleep, as well as the way you sleep, can have an effect on your energy, mental health, as well as the impact of your brain function and memory. Being deprived of enough sleep can negatively impact your long-term memory and cause your brain to function in ways it's not used to. Similarly, according to PharmaWeb, sleeping with your covers over your head is also bad for your brain, as it disrupts the oxygen flow between your brain and body. Do you relate to any of these harmful habits? Recognizing these habits early on and working to change them can help you minimize your risk of damaging your brain tissue.
3: 9 Proofs You Can Increase Your Brain Power In A Week The human brain is probably the most mysterious organ in our body. Scientists keep learning new facts about its work, but it still hides a lot of secrets. That's why we decided to acquaint you with the brightest discoveries of the last few years in the field of brain research. There are a few simple ways to boost your intellect and improve your brain power, and they will surely surprise you. (laughs) Golly, I could sure use that. Well, keep sitting there and you'll learn something. Number nine, chronic lack of sleep worsens memory. Scientists from the University of California at Berkeley have found convincing proof that a lack of sleep can worsen memory and cause Alzheimer's. During a full night's sleep, brain cells remove toxic compounds dangerous for our brain. If a person never gets enough sleep, it has a devastating effect on their brain cells. Number eight, prolonged stress destroys the brain. A decrease in memory, in the ability to learn, in self-control. These are the consequences that chronic stress is fraught with. Also, it contributes to a person feeling irritation, anxiety, tension, and often being distracted. Number 7. Love and hate have a lot in common. British scientists found that love and hate originate in similar brain areas. However, unlike hatred, love significantly reduces the activity of the areas responsible for judgment and logical thinking. Well, that explains a lot. (laughs) Yeah, keep sitting there, man. Number six, the brain is sensitive to dehydration. Our brain is almost 80 percent water. Therefore, even a moderate loss of fluid, about two percent, reduces concentration and vigilance and leads to the deterioration of short-term memory and other cognitive abilities. Number 5. Pregnancy changes the brain structure. Scientists prove that pregnancy reduces the amount of gray matter in the brain areas responsible for social cognition and the ability to understand other people. All of it is necessary to strengthen the mother-baby connection, help a woman understand the needs of her child, and notice possible external dangers. Number 4. The abundance of sugar in the diet worsens memory and reduces the ability to learn. The abundance of fructose in the diet slows down the brain and reduces its ability to learn, remember information, and concentrate. This is because the excess sugar destroys neural connections in the brain. Scientists emphasize that industrially produced sugar is much more harmful added to soft drinks, seasonings, sauces, and baby food. However, products containing omega-3 fatty acids such as fatty fish, nuts, and fish oil remove the consequences of the disorder. So we should have a can of sardines with a root beer. Mmm, yum. Number three, romantic love and maternal feelings are very similar. It turns out, according to brain activity, romantic relationships and maternal feelings are very similar, but there are differences as well. For example, Passionate love activates the brain areas related to sexual arousal. In addition, the feeling of anxiety and fear decreases, and the feeling of euphoria increases. Maternal love activates the areas responsible for the formation of affection. Aww. Number 2. Painting improves the work of the brain. A study showed that painting and contemplations of works of art improve the interaction between brain areas while slowing its aging. Scientists studied the influence of art on people aged 62 to 70 years old. Half of them took a course in art history, and the other half took a course in painting. Painting classes gave a stronger result than art history. So pick up a brush. And number one, reading trains the brain. Oxford scientists prove that the process of reading trains the cognitive abilities of the brain. It also activates areas that aren't used at other times. While reading, blood enters the brain areas responsible for concentration and cognition. It's noteworthy that this effect doesn't occur while watching TV or playing computer games. So what are you waiting for? Grab an interesting book and give your brain a great workout.
1: Wasn't that show fire? I hope you enjoyed your time on the virtual couch with our girl Leticia on Leticia's virtual couch. You did that, Leticia. Leticia's virtual couch.